0: Glad you're with us. Uh, Write down our toll-free telephone number. We'd love to hear from uh, you today. It's 800 941 Sean if you want to be a part of the program. Obviously, a lot of fallout um, as it relates to yesterday's disaster. Mueller and Mueller's report and impeachment, it's over. It's done. It's buried. It's finished. And thank goodness for the sake of the country, now it's a matter of holding the people accountable that need to be held accountable, which we will do as we've been doing and we're getting very very close to some big things that are about to happen the only difference between the work that that this great team of mine on radio has been doing and television have been doing and the ensemble cast of people that have been digging deep making phone calls meeting people doing interviews uh literally checking every source that they have double checking making sure everything's true Backing up what we're saying, it has exposed what is the single biggest abuse of power corruption scandal ever in American history. Now, there are numerous angles that we've got to examine here today because we cannot allow this to happen again. You've got the media angle. You know, you have these crazy, insane, psychotic, raging lunatics in the media today. They 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 cannot. Except, they really can't that we exist that people like us exist that are really conservatives and believe this crap you know I love how the way I'm, you know for example every time they come up with a news story about me I mean the most recent one as well these are text messages with Hannity and Manafort and the number one comment that was made on fake news CNN and on Roswell Rachel's MS DNC the conspiracy channel is that oh my gosh Hannity believes this stuff he sounds just like he does on his radio and tv show in real life when nobody's looking I'm like how many times have I said Linda McLaughlin that you cannot be a radio or tv host and fake it for four hours a day you can't fake it a hundred times boss Hundred times more than a hundred times. More boss. than a thousand times. Thousands plus. thousands of times. Infinite
1: by. infinite amount of times. We'll boss. get that. Ad nauseum, boss.
0: And Linda's in pain today. We'll get that story. Apparently, her three-year-old, soon to be four-year-old son busted her toe, which is cracking everybody up. We'll get the full report coming up later when we have time. Um, but it is they they cannot accept, and this is why you get this condescension. They can't accept that we exist that we have a different thought process and belief system than they do. There is this arrogance that exists among the liberal, D.C. swamp, media mob, New York, L.A., San Francisco elite, and, and it crept into even a kind of I know it's the most prestigious and premier law enforcement agency in the in the world, the FBI, but that's not the rank-and-file FBI guy that I know. You know, same with the intelligence community, the 99%. They, 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 you know, there's a reason cops have guns. There's a reason FBI guys have guns, because what they do is dangerous. Those people that work in the world of intelligence, thank God they're there, because this is a—, a A god-awful evil dangerous world at times and we've got enemies both domestic and abroad and there are people as we speak plotting planning scheming hoping praying that they can take us down and have another 9-11 those people exist and we have the premier intelligence agencies in the world and and it sucks that a few at the top not the rank-and-file but a few at the top have have abused this this enormous amount of power that they give that we give them every day but these people really believe that we're smelly Walmart buying Trump voters and I'm like get into the real world I you know why would you ever say that? You know what I think about people that go to Walmart, Target, Costco's, any of these these big super chains, which I go to myself all the time. And by the way, I don't understand. Linda, you're going to have to explain this to me. You know I do all my grocery shopping. I like grocery shopping. I like to I don't go in. I do know that
1: I would say you like grocery shopping. Why do you like that? Because
0: I like to get the stuff that I like and nobody else picks up the stuff exactly as I like it. So what's your stuff that you like? Well, I well you know what I buy. Buy the same stuff every day. Well, the I mean,
1: audience might not know, so let's talk about it. What are your favorite uh, items right, at the I grocery just, store?
0: All right, I will go over this at another day. When I I like. What, pick- are you buying something weird? You don't want to no, share it with I'm, us because I'm always on a perpetual diet, so I get these steaks that are thinly cut with a bone that weigh 0. .65 uh, of a pound, and I or point seven of a pound and then i get this chopped meat i like to get the one that's 93 percent lean and then i like a special uh sensitive marinara sauce from reos that nobody can seem to find but sensitive
1: me. marinara
0: yeah you know it just you know it takes the edge Does it of the whisper you a little song as you eat stomach. your pasta now, listen you can make fun all you want i will and, thank you and I, and I don't make pasta what i do is i just cook i chop up the chopped meat put a little bit of Reyes sauce in it and that's a meal Where's the and, cheese? No, no, well, I don't usually put cheese on I put Where's cheese the on the cheeseburger. I do put, I, I grill onions a lot. I'm a big onion Peppers? guy. Peppers? All right, I'm going back to my, my thing here. But this is they so much really fun, believe, though. They really believe that we're smelly Walmart voters. You know what I think is, if you go to Walmart, you're saving money. It makes you smart. For the same crap you get at another store that's more expensive, you know. This week they got a good sale. All right, on stop steak at Walmart. The very same good, very good at price. Costco's. Uh, you know what? The coolest thing when you walk around Costco's now. Maybe some of you think this is dumb. I love the fact that they still. It's go. It's it's sort of an error gone by, and you get to buy. You get to sample something because they cooked it in the store. And I'll tell you, nine out of 10 times, I recently was at a Costco's and they were cooking the Philly cheesesteak sandwich thing. And I tasted it. I said, this is awesome. So I bought it and it was awesome. I, you know, and I I ended up cooking it at home. And so why would you make, why do you, why do you look down on the people who are these smelly Walmart shoppers? Well, are they the teachers that teach our kids? Are they the firemen that risk their lives and put out the fires? Are they the policemen that have to carry a gun? In, in New York City, I guess you need uh, some type of, you know, windshield wiper protection if you're a cop in New York because it's open season on, on dousing cops with massive crowds with water. And if this doesn't stop, let me predict what's going to happen. It's going to get worse. I have a dear friend of mine that had to retire from the NYPD because he had acid thrown in his face and literally blinded in one eye you know my friend Captain Howie and he I mean you you don't know what somebody's throwing in your face somebody throws something in your face that is an assault and we have the images of every one of those people It's just like all the times that we have all of these examples of all of these incidents where people are looting. We never follow through and use the videotape to arrest every stupid one of them. You know, but, you know, it's one thing after another. It's, yeah, irredeemable, deplorable Trump voters because we don't think like you. Or that you, you're you a bitter, angry American Pennsylvanians that I could never understand how Pennsylvania voted twice for Obama by calling the people of Pennsylvania bitter, angry, you know, Americans that cling to their God, their guns, their Bibles and their religion. Oh, like that's a bad thing. Really? Tell me you know, to be a better Christian, to love God and your neighbor as yourself. Gee, that's a really, really radical view, but they can't believe we exist. They, they, the, America knew what they were picking when they picked Donald Trump because they were sick and tired, Republicans and Democrats, that people make promises, they don't fight to keep their promises, and they often back down when it matters. And here's this disruptor, this iconoclast, I'd known him for a couple of decades, and I, I many of my conservative friends were like, Hannity, you're going out on a limb, and which kind of is what we always do on this program. We, we have a pretty long track record of going out on limbs and being right. Uh, vetting Obama, when very few would, uh, is one example. Or being right on Duke Lacrosse, UVA, Ferguson, Missouri, uh, the Zimmerman-Trayvon case, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, Freddie Gray, Cambridge, and... Richard Jewell and Nicholas Sandman, boy, we we have a pretty decent track record compared to the media. But that's what they think. That this is what it's all rooted in. And that's where the arrogance of the few at the top think about the level of arrogance involved in all of this. And the media that can't stand it, that they have been wrong for two and a half years and they still cling to their lies and cling to their conspiracy theories, and cling to the biggest hoax ever. And they're, like, proud of it. And I'm like, okay, media's dead. You know, I'm watching all of this, and I I thought a little more carefully about it. You know, the the Democrats, it was amazing to watch. They knew instinctively that Mueller was dying, that this was a bad idea. Frankly, I'm shocked they didn't cancel the afternoon session. And the reason they insisted on him coming is because they selfishly, they're they're so blinded by rage, hate, psychosis of everything Donald Trump. If Sean Hannity knew ahead of time, and I knew, I knew a long time ago that Robert Mueller was nowhere near the top of his game. And to be very blunt... Uh, as it because as I, I, I kept questioning so many things and I kept asking people what is Mueller like? People that knew him. this guy was a marine purple heart served his country capacity. Uh, look I, I I think he blew it in numerous cases throughout his career, especially the Uranium one when we had William Campbell as a spy inside of Putin's ring and but putting all that aside, it, it just didn't add up. They didn't care. They didn't care. Mueller in that nine and a half minute, you know, bumbling news conference where he again got it wrong on the issue of you know, the issue of obstruction, whether it was connected to DOJ policy or constitutional considerations over whether you can or cannot indict a sitting president. And I'm and I and, and the fact that Attorney General Barr, God bless him, he came to his defense. He did it on purpose, and I I just knew it at the time. I don't know why. I don't know Barr. I don't, you know, I just knew it. And sure enough, he's the one that said, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Well, you don't have to go. Yeah, I would say that this is because he knew what tomorrow, what yesterday was going to be. The media didn't care. The Democrats didn't care. People that knew didn't care. People understood that it's really that he was a much look he didn't know about fusion gps he didn't care about the trump tower meeting and fusion gps meeting both before and after with the russian woman uh that wanted to talk about the Magnitsky act and adoption in russia you know he didn't know that it was reagan that appointed him to a position he didn't know about fusion gps okay he didn't know clearly what was in his own report he was used by democrats and then they throw him down the stairs because they're done with him now because he didn't give them what they want. And, you know, unfortunately, it is, it, you know, how does the media get it so wrong? How, why did these people in the media hate us? They can't accept. All of this is predicated on one big thing. They still can't accept that Trump won. Never mind. They will they'll ignore the abuse of power the FISA warrants, the rigged investigation into Hillary. Truth doesn't matter to them. And they think you're a genius if you're part of the squad and believe in the Green New Deal. That's that's their fundamental belief. But if you're a Trump supporter, you're rude, you're crude, you're a smelly Walmart voter, irredeemable, deplorable, clinging to God, guns, Bibles, religion. It's very telling. It's a very telling moment. And they have nothing but contempt. And we know who they are because they can't hide it anymore. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, eight hundred nine four one 9401 sean if you want to be a part of the program. Interesting, some of the leading uh, advocates of impeachment kind of AWOL, silent in the wake of Mueller's implosion yesterday. And it really is the end now. Um, but there is a investigation that matters. And it's got to be gotten to the bottom of. Um, The idea that we could rig criminal investigations is a clear and present danger to our system of justice. Remember, all of our laws stand upon the foundation predicated on the foundation of what is called our Constitution. And if the rule of law is not applied equally, it is the beginning of the end. In other words, equal application of laws, equal justice under the law. And if if a powerful and mighty senator, ex-senator, former first lady can get off scot-free when the evidence is so overwhelming, that's a problem. Bad enough, she got away with cheating poor Bernie out of the nomination who never had a shot. Nobody seemed to care about that. But then that it seems like more than ever. This is such an interesting point that came out yesterday. Nobody really seemed to focus on the dirty Russian dossier that Hillary paid for. Of course, Putin had to know about it. the Russians knew about it. That doesn't sound like a way to help Donald Trump win the election, does it? But then the fact that those Russian lies unverified, everybody's warned about it. They use it as the foundation to spy on Individuals, the Trump campaign transition and then president, uh, that's a problem. Even cowardly shift is now shifting away from impeachment. Explain next. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Uh, president Trump will be on Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern exclusively. A lot, obviously, he has to say in reaction to all the events yesterday. Um, I want to, before we get to back to yesterday's issues and some other issues, I want to get to. Um, the, we've seen these videos now, three separate viral incidents of police officers in New York City. They're getting literally slammed by many mobs of people just throwing water at them in all directions. It is frightening. It is chilling. It is scary. And what it, I don't understand one thing. We have the pictures of the perpetrators of this assault on officers. We can find the people responsible. And it's just like when we've had incidents like in Ferguson and Baltimore and elsewhere. It's like you see, we've got the videotapes. We, we can find a lot of the people involved. There were people taking buckets and throwing it on top of police officers This is not going to end well if this is allowed to continue. And I put this squarely on the shoulders of comrade Billy de Blasio, who's, you know, in Waterloo, Iowa, running for president without a chance in hell of ever winning when a blackout occurs in New York City. And I'm just, I can't believe it. Anyway, finally, a couple of the suspects, the New York Post has reported, three. Now there's probably... Fifty three people that we could arrest, including one reputed Crips gang, Crips gang member on probation in connection with these videos of dousing the water on cops in Harlem and Brooklyn. Law enforcement say now I have a buddy of mine, you know, it, let me tell you something. You have every right to use force if somebody is about to throw anything on you. You don't know if that's water. You don't know what's in the so-called water. You know, I have a friend of mine that is had to had to retire, go out on pension because he had acid thrown in his face as a police officer. A buddy of mine, he, he now captains boats, but um, he lost sight in one of his eyes. You don't know what people are coming at with. You know, for example, somebody you think it's funny. Somebody jumps on stage and they want to throw a pie at Bill Crystal or Ann Coulter or Pat Buchanan, which has all happened. Well, as somebody's coming at you, you don't know if there's razor blades in that pie. You don't know what's in there. Oh, Hannity, that's paranoia. No, it's not paranoia. They're about to assault you. And if people feel that they can assault our police officers, this is going to end badly for everybody. Because there's going to be no cop that's going to be willing, if they don't have the backing and support of their mayor and their commissioner and that they don't get the backup and we don't arrest every one of these people involved in this that's the only way it's going to end you arrest three people when you have dozens and dozens of people that we have on video why aren't they all arrested anyway one was hit with charges of obstruction of governmental administration criminal nuisance that's it how about assault battery of a police officer you know i i I, this one guy has 20 prior arrests why is a guy with 20 arrests for crimes like assault still on probation? Why is he roaming around free to begin with, physically attacking cops with impunity and no consequences? You know, this this is Comrade de Blasio's New York. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Cops are going to, they're just, just going to stop. They're not going to put themselves in a position where this is allowed to happen. They can't. Then, they, then if they react... And let's say they get into a confrontation and there's a physical arrest. Well, what 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 do we do? No arrest looks good, especially if somebody's resisting arrest. It's never gonna look good when you're throwing somebody in handcuffs. And then you have a big crowd of people that maybe want to stop the arrest. It was so bold that they're coming up with it was sort of like at the end of the Super Bowl, these huge big buckets of water and pouring them on the head of these brave men and women that are putting their lives on the line for everybody. If I, I could, <sighs> angers me. By the way, Washington Examiner uh put out the latest Gallup survey. Immigration is now at an all-time high in terms of voter concern. 27% citing immigration as their top concern. Okay. Free health care for every illegal immigrant. That's gonna work out really, really well for everybody in the end. Um Now, before I get, I I just want you to know something. So all of a sudden, Maxine Waters was on Twitter Monday reminding Democrats to keep their eye on the prize of a possible impeachment anyway. But, um, you know, and then she was asserted in a series of tweets that judiciary members are armed with a good plan to force more out of Mueller when he testifies before the committee. If this works, they'll give us the ammunition we need to start impeachment immediately. Not going to happen. Maxine Waters, even Schiff. The cowardly, you know, this guy and Nadler have built expectations so many times just to disappoint and we've got the evidence. We've got it. High crimes, misdemeanors, all the evidence is right there. Well, what is it? It's there. The only one on tape colluding with Russia is the cowardly shift. And I'm, you know, it's unbelievable to me. Anyway, he uh, announced he's no longer hell bent on impeaching the president and downplayed the prospects of remo- removing the president from office through impeachment, saying the only ways leaving office at this point is by being voted out. Oh, you figured it out. Uh, Bill Maher is pretty distraught, tweeting out, sort of following on the heels of Michael Moore. I can't watch this anymore. Go home, guys. You made OJ try on the glove and it just didn't work. You can still win the election, but I wouldn't bet my own money on it. Okay. There we go. Then you have um, in the wake of all of this, Andrew McCabe is ramped up his calls for impeachment of Trump. Yeah, that's yeah, brilliant, brilliant strategy on his part. We've reminded him like we've reminded Comey that they have the right to remain silent. Remember, Andrew McCabe is the one we now know. He's the one that said, even though he knew it was an investigation and that they had raw intelligence and leaked intelligence and. Uh, we had surveillance and a masking of General Flynn, and they knew everything was going to say, Oh, no, you don't need a lawyer. And Comey followed up with, No, 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 you don't need a lawyer. We'll take advantage of the chaos. I'm going to send my guys in there to set you up in a perjury trap. And even then, the FBI still didn't think he lied. But after you bankrupt somebody, somebody and he has to sell his house, and you say, Well, if you don't do what we want, we're going to put your kid in jail. Well, what, what father's not going to dive on the sword for his kids? Frankly, if you wouldn't do that, I would think less of you. If they're telling you, well, we're just going to put your son in jail. We'll put your wife in jail. We'll put your kids in jail. What are you going to do? You'll dive on the sword. You'll die. I'm telling you, if you care about your family, you're going to dive on it. Okay, I know I didn't lie. They didn't think I lied, but I'll sign this stupid thing. Just like offering, you know, something of great value. What is of great value? Freedom. Oh, here's a get out of jail free card. You see this? I'm Andrew Weissman. I'll give it to you if you give me dirt on Trump. And that game was played with Manafort. That game was played with Cohn, obviously. I mean, this has this practice has to stop because they're telling people what to say to get out of jail free or get a reduced sentence. Well, you can't offer something of value to somebody you know is guilty because you want somebody else that's guilty. You know, I still never to this day can understand Sammy the Bull Gravano guilty in 19 murders, and they, they never has to go to jail because he flipped on Gotti. They wanted Gotti that bad. It's unbelievable. Anyway, in the wake of all of this, he's now McCabe. Remember, he said no dossier, no FISA warrant. Okay. Well, with Gate collapsing, McCabe this morning says that Congress needs to impeach Trump now more than ever. It's urgent. All right. You cling to that. You want my advice. You have the right to remain silent. We know where this is headed. I've been telling everybody what's really going on. And, you know, now the, by the way, now the Dems are all about trashing Mueller. Uh, it's, you know, they're just so angry. You know, you got a Michael Moore, a frail old man, unable to remember things, stumbling, refusing to answer basic questions. I said in 2017, Mueller confirmed it today. All you pundits, moderates, lame Democrats who told the public to put their faith in the esteemed Robert Mueller, just shut the bleep up from now on. Even that idiot Jeffrey Toobin, the dumbest lawyer on TV. Look at who's winning now. It certainly seems like Trump is winning between the two of them. And it goes on from there. This is this is the America we're living in. I can't believe conservatives actually exist. What was interesting. He had one ex-MSDNC ex-MS, uh, host, Crystal Ball, rebuking a former network. Wall-to-wall coverage of the former special counsel mother's <laughs> investigation. Oh, Okay. And she pointed out that the president and his associates clearly sought to work with Russia, then lied. OK, let's just believe the conspiracy theory even more deeply. And look, there's a lot of things here. The thing is, I would say more than anything else you can take out of this. This means Weissman ran the show. I'm warning about this guy from the get go. And Mueller allowed it to happen. hes I'm sorry, he doesn't get a pass in my book. You know, I... But he was used and everybody knew that he was not going to have the ability to perform. Well, they thought they could pull him through it. And their hatred of Trump, you know, that that certainly is a a higher priority than, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, the the person that that goes there, they're just going to get trashed as a result of this. You know, and then the media is doing all this. I tell you, it's there's a lot at stake here. There's more at stake than I think most people know. You know, you have the most powerful people in democratic politics that are perfectly fine with the rigged primary with Bernie Sanders. You have people in in politics perfectly fine that Hillary had a rigged investigation and the felonies and obstruction are clear, but they only cared about no underlying crime and Trump publicly complaining on Twitter about whether he should fire Mueller. Then you've got, it's not Nancy Pelosi, it's the squad the most influential. We happen to be able to dig up a tape of Congresswoman Omar. White men are the most dangerous threat in America today. Now, th- it's this squad that has influenced the most the 2020 Democratic presidential hopefuls.
2: Listen. A lot of conservatives in particular would say that the rise in Islamophobia is a result not of hate, but of fear, a legitimate fear, they say, of quote-unquote jihadist terrorism, whether it's Fort Hood or San Bernardino or the recent truck attack in New York. Uh, what do you say to them?
3: I would say uh, uh, our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. Um, and I don't so have time to, to play at all.
0: Then we've with- got Congresswoman Tlaib comparing this boycott Israel. The same words, by the way. We've got a lot of Nazi comparisons from the squad. Casio cortez that... These are like concentration camps, these these holding facilities for illegal immigrants. And then you had Congresswoman Omar in saying that, well, Israel's like Iran, and we boycotted Nazi Germany. Well now we got Talib comparing the boycott Israel movement again to Nazi Germany. Listen.
1: I stand before you, the daughter of Palestinian immigrants parents who experience being stripped of their human rights, the right to freedom of travel, equal treatment. So I can't stand by and watch this attack on our freedom of speech and the right to boycott the racist policies of the government and the state of Israel. All Americans have a right, a constitutional right, guaranteed by the First Amendment to freedom of speech, to petition their government and to participate in boycotts. Americans of conscience have long and proud history of participating in boycotts, specifically to advocate for human rights abroad. Americans boycotted Nazi Germany in response to dehumanization.
0: Yeah, Nazi Germany. Concentration camps millions of innocent people slaughtered you're gonna make that analogy in comparison all right that's three of the four that have now done that and then we've got Ocasio-Cortez that America's a garbage country GOP is running a torture project along the southern border I'm not making this up listen
3: they should not be using a humanitarian crisis as a bargaining chip to make sure that they pursue their little torture project
0: OK, more. But the, here's the thing. I mean, Omar, you know, trashing America again in a t- New York Times op-ed published uh, Thursday in which she's urging readers to go beyond condemning Trump as a racist and confront his policies. Along the way, she confirms Trump's basic criticisms of her that she doesn't like the U.S., at least as she finds it, not enough to condemn condemn Trump's racist remarks. Uh, what about her remarks about? Oh, blaming America for the Kenyan attacks by al-Shabaab killing people in a Kenyan mall or what about you know actually saying the things that she has said about Israel the comparison she's made remember it's all about the Benjamins and Israel's brainwashed everybody you know and you know you go through all of this you know if it's repugnant to everything we hold near and dear as americans and saying that we should be condemned totally and it's just craziness this is now the party of the squad you know federal minimum wage talib says should be 20 dollars an hour and by the way about wealth we need to give people that deserve it back their money the people that work not the people whose money it is that i think is my favorite and Omar and Talib suggesting deporting opponents in old tweets. Oh, I thought that was racist. The squad, you know, there's an interesting article somewhere I saw. They set to replace Mueller. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez not doing particularly well in her district. Nope. And uh, let's see. They don't particularly like her. She has a 2-to-1 ratio of unfavorable ratings. 50%, 51% unfavorable and 21% favorable. Squad talking point, boycotting Israel's like Nazi Germany. Unbelievable.
1: The Fox TV talking points were on full display at the Mueller hearings on Wednesday. How Republican lawmakers took their cues from Sean Hannity. John Avlon has been connecting the dots. He has our reality check. Hi, John. Hey
4: guys, well look, during the Mueller hearings, it sometimes sounded like Republicans and Democrats were living in different worlds. With the exception of Congressman Will Hurd, Republicans essentially ignored the findings of the Mueller report preferring to focus instead on alternative facts, half-baked deep state conspiracy theories. And a perfect example of the Fox-Trump feedback loop, it turns out that many of the GOP questions yesterday came straight from Sean Hannity.
0: So that's fake news CNN. And my staff, even Linda, with a, what did you break? You broke a toe?
1: Yeah, I broke my toe. (laughs) I really actually didn't break my toe. My
0: son broke my toe. Okay, which one? Which son or which toe? Uh, you only have one son <laughs> that we know of, unless you're hiding others. Yeah, you uh, know, the maternity tests are out there. No, I'm just um, but the question is which I don't know which one you broke. So, my son, the my other son, night,
1: who is, you know, Liam, he's, By he's the way, a bull.
0: The, uh, slow down. I got to explain to everybody. Liam is all boy. This is a three year old's three year old. This kid has more energy. And has mom wrapped around his finger so bad the the typical conversation, if there's something important I need for the show and I'll say, hey, listen, tomorrow I want to head in this direction. I'm doing this. Do you have a minute? Uh, I hang on one second, boss. Boss, one second. Um, Liam, Liam, what did mommy say? Exact cadence, by the way. What did mommy say? Mommy like all good mothers. That's the way we talk. Stop beating the cat. Stop. uh, uh. I don't say stop
1: Uh, beating the cat. I say stop grabbing the
0: cat. Two. What if I get to three? If I get to three, you know what's gonna happen. What did mommy say? Then it's one, two. We never get to three. I've never heard three come out of her mouth.
1: First of all, three has come out of my mouth many, many times. Oh,
0: baloney. You're, you're, no, you're like every other parent. You don't want to get to three. No, That's who the wants to get line. to
1: three? Three is the worst.
0: Three is the worst. And, you know, and you just, in this kid, and if he wants to sleep in, in your room, he's sleeping in your room and you're not going to stop it. That oh, was boy, my he rule. Sleeps,
1: he sleeps in my room every night.
0: It's bad enough that I don't sleep as it is. When you have young kids in your bed and they're kicking you all freaking night long, you never get a good night's sleep.
1: Yeah, Liam definitely sleeps perpendicular to me, so it's not comfortable by any So anybody.
0: Liam likes trains and Uncle Sean. So where did we come back from a trip? It was Gomez, Sweet Baby, James. That
1: was when we went to you see and me. Uh, El
0: Rushbo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun day, wasn't it? That was a really cool day. He was awesome. Okay, so then, so we're passing a Target and you're like... Uh, guys, guys, I need to go in. Liam loves trains and there's always trains at Target. So I'm like, all right, let's all go in. I, you know, I like to, I like to go shopping. That's actually I,
1: not how it went down.
0: It actually is how no. it went down. The way Anyways, that it so, went
1: down was you said, you said, oh God, we can't wait for her. She's going to take forever. I said, I'm not going to take forever. I'll be fine. Go okay. do what you got to do. No, I don't know. No. I No, with I me. gladly
0: walked in. We all you walked in. You said no, again. no. Well, wait a minute. I do all my own grocery shopping. I go to the mall myself. I do everything, and every time I go, people are like, "Why are you here?" I'm like, "To buy food, obviously." Yeah, the look reason at my stomach. that no
1: one likes to shop with you is because Why? you think that all things need to be done at the speed of
0: light, and it's okay. A no, that's not true because she, you started turning over every train. There's a, it, at, tar- at Target, they have the toy department, and every train. Which one is he going to like? Is he going to like this one? Is he going to like this one? This goes on for a solid ten minutes, and I'm looking at Gomez. Gomez. And sweet baby James. They both know me really well. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Pick a train. So finally, Uncle Sean goes and he got, say, a shopping cart. And I started loading up the shopping cart with every train they had. And I got the trains and we walked out.
1: Yeah. And then we, we uh you know, we sent Linda home on Amtrak
0: <laughs> yeah. with a giant target bag
1: on a packed train. And you went home yeah. in an SUV. So, you know.
0: Well, let me tell you something. How happy was Liam when he got to have Christmas early that day?
1: Yeah, he was very happy.
0: That's very true. Um all right so how did he break your toe? Yeah
1: no he was he was just he likes to do these like running tumbles and just you know wasn't he wasn't I was just standing there or we were getting ready to go upstairs and I said all right let's go you get one more run and we got to go and one more run broke my bruised one toe and then broke my third toe and I've broken six toes in my life so I know what a broken toe feels like and how painful it is. Yeah there's nothing they can do for it. Nothing you can do so I'm nothing. like all right. So yeah. like, you know I'm standing. Is it all there and that and disgusting?
0: Like, uh, purple, and then uh, green at this disgusting. point. Disgusting, absolutely. It's so disgusting. It's
1: disgusting. And I it's already like, don't
0: like feet, so it just freaks me out. And then, like, if you jam your toe and your toenail gets jammed, and then it takes forever for it to fall off and then yeah, I've regrow. Yeah, I never had
1: that problem, and I don't really want to talk about that. I still have beautifully painted toenails.
0: I just all right, I, it, toe. disgusting. I don't want to hear this crap. I, yeah. I'm not into all that stuff. Oh, okay. All right, uh, all right. So anyway, so this is this is now the new talking point that. But I will say this, Sean Hannity, because I gave a tutorial, you know what I discovered yesterday? And because you had made such a big deal about me, that's that some, you had two people call in and say, gee, he's the only one who thinks he has the questions for the, that wasn't it at all. That was not my motivation. I had I know that people like Devin Nunes, Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, uh, John Ratcliffe, uh, Matt Gates, Doug Collins know more than I do because they have access to more information than I have. And how many times have you heard me yelling at these guys because I'm mad because they won't tell me or we find out that they knew when I asked them and they didn't give me the information? And, and because they're following rules and they don't leak and they do it right. And my, my last question is always, am I over the target? I don't want to get it wrong. But the Washington Post writes this big piece, how Fox, Breitbart, President Trump beat all establishment media on Mueller Day. And then it goes into this analysis of this algorithm reporter, Drew Harwell, and points out that Fox News... Reitbart News, President Donald Trump, by the way, who will be on Hannity tonight, dominated the social media news cycle on the day of Robert Mueller's testimony before Congress. And he goes on to say they dominated in every way imaginable. Trump gets more Facebook comments, shares reactions during Mueller Day than any major news or political site except Breitbart and Fox News. Now, let me tell you what that means, because it fits in perfectly to... Okay, does enthusiasm matter in elections? It does. What Democrat, what 2020 Democratic hopeful is showing any signs of inspiring anybody? The answer is nobody. Then it goes back to the week I was off, the 4th of July week, and, you know, I had real conversations. I actually do have friends, and although they— Often just dismiss me as like a half a friend because I'm never around and I'm working all the time. Um, and I was just asking two simple questions. One was Do you think that Donald Trump is going to lose many voters? And has he lost enthusiasm from 2016? Overwhelmingly, the answer is no. If he does, very few, not many. Everyone seems. Very happy the agenda, the promises kept, the economy. He really stuck to what he said he was going to do. Yeah, I mean, we like him. Um, do you think now that we have the best, best employment conditions in America since 1969 and, you know, record low? I mean, not near record, the record low, 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 low. For African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workforce and youth unemployment. I'm like, do you think the president's good job, seven million jobs created, eight million fewer Americans on food stamps, millions more in poverty, out of poverty? Do you think he has a shot for maybe people that didn't consider voting for him in 2060? Everyone agreed with that. And my point here is how often do I make the case on this program that we're all spokes in a wheel you know these dopes over at CNN can say Sean Hannity you know I I was I was more afraid of some Republicans wasting their five minutes and not wanting to come on the air and 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 know that I did everything I could do to inform them if this is not something they've been following now let me tell you something if the FBI Director Ray admits that he did not read the entire Mueller report You know, these members of Congress didn't read it. You know how many bills are passed? Nobody reads it. They don't read the bills. Very few people actually read them. And the problem is, is when people actually read them, then they find a million things they don't like about them. And even though they might like the overarching theme of the bill, you know, there are certain items and lines they're not going to cross. But my point in this is the president hasn't lost enthusiasm. And There is not a single person that is a a key pivotal part of this movement, I guess, except maybe the president himself. And that is that every single time you go on social media, every single time you defend the president, even as these big social media giants try and silence conservatives, we need every spoke in the wheel. Every single person that went on social media led to this Washington Post report that, yep. It was all conservatives owned social media the day Mueller was, uh, you know, having his his disaster showing. Now, that means that all of you need to take a bow, you know, maybe because there are a few of us that happen to be our jobs happen to be in the public. And maybe, you know, fake news, CNN tries to use my name in segments all the time to boost their failing ratings, which I, I, you know, I just don't get it, to be honest, but I don't mind the free coverage. Um, But the bottom line in all of this is, is this is you, we, the people, the people that show up at rallies, the people that donate, the people that wait in line and vote, the people that go on social media, that defend the president, that fight back, that see the lies and conspiracy theories all around them the The ones that understand that real socialism and and radicalism is now taken over the Democratic Party, the ones that see the mob and the media for who they are, there is no Sean Hannity radio shows now six hundred and twenty affiliates. There is no Hannity on Fox News, but for you, we the people, I I I don't own this microphone. I I I work at the pleasure of the people that listen every day and that's where this is at its core a powerful movement because people knew exactly who Donald Trump was they didn't know for sure many of my conservative friends and Linda you can bear this out and bear me out on this you know i i vouch for his conservatism for 30 years people say well Hannity what is it about you and Trump it's I'll be honest it's I do like President Trump I like him a lot I think he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met and one of the most misunderstood people that I've ever known and this idea that people tell him what to do is stupid and ridiculous if it were true he he wouldn't tweet how many times have we said that Linda right if it were true Donald Trump You know, wouldn't say getting some of the fights he gets into, but there's an expectation that the guy that ran is a disruptor ran as an iconoclast ran as the anti-establishment force that somehow the switch is going to go off and that Donald Trump is all of a sudden going to become, you know, take on the nature of George W. Bush, Obama or Mitt Romney. It's not going to happen. Because the force that that drives him to fight for trade deals and to fight, fight, fight to get the border wall money and the border wall issue, you know, is that you don't turn that switch off. Or the one that de- promised deregulation and did it, that promised energy independence and did it, that promised the largest tax cuts and did it, that promised originalists on the court and did it from the list he gave us. And is he perfect? No. Do some people wish maybe he was a stylistically different? That's fine. But the people that that saw this for what it was, which is that we're sick of Republicans and Democrats that don't keep their word. And I did I did say that I knew Donald Trump for well over two decades and I knew where his politics did, in fact, lie. And they were not liberal. They were not establishment. I knew where areas of agreement and disagreement we had were, but I vouched for it because I knew it to be true. But none of this happens without you, without we, without the people. And to be honest, the fact that this deep state has been beaten back is a little bit miraculous because you had all of the forces of the mainstream media mob and the swamp and sewer in D.C. lined up against... This disruptive president, and I would argue the American people saved it. It's not an individual. It's about what's right. For 30 years, I've supported all of these policies the president is now pushing for. Yeah, the personality is dynamic. It's sharp. Endless energy, passion, desire to win for the country. It's all real. That is all real. But it's what I believe for 30 years I've been remarkably consistent. Now, I've grown and changed in a few areas. I can tell you exactly where they are, but mostly I'm pretty consistent, a conservative. And, you know, now I think the times call for a more combative conservative. Being nice, Mitt Romney taught us, didn't work. They're still going to call you racist and sexist and go back and talk about cutting a kid's hair in high school. And and binders full of women's resumes. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free telephone number. And uh, so, how are you going to hobble home today on that foot?
1: Very, very carefully. I did it yesterday.
0: Very, very carefully.
1: I broke it. Well, broke it not la- not yesterday, but the day before.
0: Would you, would you like me and to get you an Uber? I would be glad to pay. They have different Uber services. the The higher quality one is called, I guess, what the Black Limousine Service Uber. you do get I sound like? That. A
1: liberal. I can now, suffer through. I'm not a snowflake.
0: Would you like me to? P- expense it for no, you and again, pay for I'm it.
1: I'm not a liberal. I don't need a handout. I don't need a car. Oh, good walk grief! There, I'm, like, I'm
0: doing it to be nice. I'm not. You're not asking for a handout. I'm offering uh, some uh, convenience for you so that you can have your foot heel.
1: I'm all good. Thank you so much.
5: so yes okay. or no page, answer. Page one eighty. Page one eighty, volume one. Okay. This was from your report. Correct. And I uh, I, I uh, leave it with the uh, report.
6: What are these pictures of? My house and stuff. House and stuff. Did your investigation determine who requested the polling data to be shared with Kalimnik? Well,
5: I I would uh, uh, direct you to the report and adopt what we have in the report with regard to that particular issue.
6: And uh, what is this brown stuff on the windows? Dirt? Dirt. How could the Russian government have used this campaign polling data to further its sweeping and systematic interference in the 2016 presidential election? That's a little bit
5: out of uh, our our,
6: uh, uh, path. What is this rusty, dusty, dirty-looking thing over your window?
3: It's a screen.
6: A screen. It's a screen.
5: ...to explain the prosecution or declaration, declination decisions reached. This is one of those uh, areas which I decline to discuss. Uh, okay, I, then let... And I would direct you to the report itself.
6: And what are these really big things right in the middle of your view, from the window of your kitchen to the sack of suds? What do we call these big things? trees trees that's right don't be afraid just shout them right out when you know when you talk about the the
4: firm that produced the steel reporting uh the name of the firm that produced that was fusion gps is that correct
5: well i'm not familiar uh uh,
4: with uh with that i
6: what are these thousands of little things that are on trees leaves leaves (laughs)
4: And the owner of fusion gpa was uh someone named glenn simpson are are you familiar with
5: Uh, this is outside my purview okay
4: um glenn simpson was never mentioned in
5: the 448 page molar report was he well as i say it's outside my purview and it's being handled in the department by others Uh, are you aware of that it's outside my purview
6: and these bushy things between the trees
5: Bushies. Which
7: president appointed you to become the United States attorney for Massachusetts? Which senator? Which president?
5: Oh, which president? <sighs> I think that was President
7: Bush. Um, according to my notes, it was President Ronald Reagan.
6: Is it possible you just saw two guys in a green convertible and not necessarily these two particular guys?
0: Well, I suppose. You know, that was a little mixing per my cousin, Vinny, that that's how bad it was. That's how disastrous this was for the Democrat. Now, for two and a half years, I got to tell you something. You ought to be furious with those that have perpetrated lie after lie, hoax after hoax, conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory. Two days ago, we were being told by the likes of the cowardly Schiff, the biggest liar in Congress, and Jerry Nadler, the second biggest liar and conspiracy theorist in, in Congress, just how devastating a day that this was going to be and that that Trump can now be impeached and indict. They have, this is what they do, and this is what the media mob does. I mean, when you've got Chuck Todd saying what a disaster of a day for the Democrats and Chris Wallace saying the same and and pretty much anybody that has even, uh, you know, a tenth of a brain on television, you know, it's bad. And I'm going to tell you something and, and you take this for what it is worth. It is scary that he had no business in this position. He had no control and that Andrew Weissman, as as corrupt and horrible as he is, ran the entire thing, the guy at Hillary's victory party, the guy that has known to withhold exculpatory evidence, a guy to use nefarious prosecutorial techniques, a guy that cost tens of thousands of our fellow Americans jobs at at Enron accounting and was beaten 9-0 in the Supreme Court, a guy that put Merrill executives in jail for a year, and that was overturned. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ran the show. He was in charge of hiring and clearly in charge of everything and anything in between. Anyway, here for their take, their analysis, uh, Greg Jarrett, author of the number one bestseller, The Russia Hoax. He soon has a follow-up to all of this. The Witch Hunt, David Schoen, criminal and civil liberties attorney, and Manny Alejandro is with us. He is a New York attorney and former New York uh, City public advocate, uh, candidate. Thank you all for being with us. Uh, Greg, I'll start with you. Um, worse than I could have even imagined.
2: Um, yes, but I expected it, frankly, um Robert Mueller uh, is, I I think, uh, rather feeble of mind. He seemed often lost and confused. His answers were slow and halting. He struggled to understand questions. This is the problem when you've got a guy in charge of an investigation who was uninvolved. This is a guy who didn't write the report. And, you know, when you don't write a 448-page report, You're not all that familiar with it, even if you've read it five or six times. And so he bobbed and weaved and dodged, and he stumbled, fumbled, and mumbled his way through testimony. And it was an embarrassing calamity, not just for Robert Mueller and his reputation, but for Democrats who insisted that he appear – and that he was going to break open uh, the Russia hoax and expose collusion and obstruction of justice, he did just the opposite.
0: You know, David Schoen, I've I've seen a lot, and I don't even think that my cousin Vinny Joe Petschy analogy is, is far off in any way. It's like the witnesses in the case, and this just literally melted before the Democrats' eyes. And, you know, they think by reiterating that which the public already knew and then not getting the answers from Mueller that they wanted, they expected. I, I, mean, I don't know if the worst moment, though, is at the... After the break, when he goes to Schiff's committee, he says, oh, no, no, sorry, what I said to Congressman Lou, I take all of that back. I didn't mean it, which means now for the fifth consecutive time, he has now flip flopped and 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 flailed a, a bumbling display on the issue of, well, what prevented you from indicting President Trump? Was it Justice Department policy guidelines? Nope yes nope yes and now we're back to nope again he right. is
8: well, um, yeah I was just gonna say the republicans put him in that spot he had no choice he was caught with the lie uh on the loom matter mistake he might want to call it and so i think his people got to him in between and told him he better regroup on that issue um so it, it, look it was a disaster um it's shocking but it's a very important process now i think because now the we've set, talked all along about the disastrous team that was part of the investigation and the report. Now they've seen the leader of that team completely disengaged, unaware, has no idea what's going on. But remember this, you know the team is important, not just because of the investigation, it was a partisan investigation, but the report. We now know the report was written by this team of fully partisan, financial, emotional, political contributors to Hillary Clinton. Now, I want to take just one example. Weissman's by far the worst. I've actually written a blog, The Times of Israel, documenting some of the Weissman conduct that has been... Why don't been you to explain
0: report. to everybody a quick synopsis of, of who Andrew Weissman is, who okay. who Sidney Powell wrote about, who you've had experience with, and exculpatory evidence, prosecutorial misconduct. How many times has he been charged with this?
8: Oh, many, many times. He's been cited in cases over the course of decades. And what I wrote Times of Israel blog is that, you know, we all focus on Enron and Arthur Anderson,
0: but this started
8: decades ago in the 90s, and that's when he was given license to lie and cheat. He was known as well. Jerry Shargell would call him the pathological liar, how he referred to Weissman from the Saturday Night Live character. And they would trade stories about just how evil he was. But well, what I document in this blog in the Times of Israel is very specific things, including telling a judge, asking a witness being asked whether he was paid by Weissman and the government, said no. Weissman sat there and took that. Later find out the Weissman witness was paid over $100,000. Witness accused of rape, absolutely denied, find out it's true. Those kinds of things have been going on forever. But consider this. Put Weissman to the side for a second. He was asked, Mueller was asked whether he knew Jeannie Ree represented Hillary Clinton when he selected her of the team, and he said no. Really? Jeannie Ree and Aaron Zebley both worked at Wilmer Hale. That's Mueller's firm. Do you think it was unnoticed at Mueller's firm that they were representing Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton's aide, Justin Cooper, which probably was a conflict in of itself? But these are people who contributed to and wrote this report. They have an absolute continuing obligation to, as they wrote the report and conducted this investigation, they have a continuing obligation to their clients, Hillary Clinton and Justin Cooper. That's who's part of this team, who's part of the investigation and the report. In no universe would that be
0: acceptable. What is your take, uh, Manny, your overall perceptions of all of this? It's a complete unmitigated disaster
9: for Mueller and his team. I mean, he really surprised me in his tremendous lack of preparation. We understand the parameters were in which he really couldn't speak in detail. He couldn't go beyond speaking about the report. We know that. But co- time and time again, he didn't understand the questions. He didn't know the references to the citations in his own report. I mean, he spent over $25 million and and 22 months on this. How could he not know his own report and the major sections of his own report? I submit the reason he doesn't know that is because, as was stated earlier, He didn't write the report. He was really a manager. He was in management running the team. His team was tasked with doing this, and he showed to me some sense of aloofness, kind of like he didn't really care about what was going on. He did what he did, and the report is what it is, and he's proud of the report even though there was time and time again examples, concrete examples, of holes in the report, of an incomplete investigation, of a biased investigation, of a partisan investigation. Nonetheless, he was standing by that report that he and his team prepared, and I'm saying he prepared it lightly.
0: I just think that there is, you know, if, if anything, and I want to be very sober and serious as I discuss these things, because this is just too serious for the country, having been through all of this, and as I watched and I watched this disaster unfold the way that it did today, um, all I could think of is that if anybody should feel bad for anybody in all of this, it's not exactly Robert Mueller, who never was on, on top of any of this. His ignorance of his own case should shock the conscience. And it's it's another reason why... We must highlight who Andrew Weissman is, was, his record, and Democratic operatives – As he clearly ran this show and did all the hiring two weeks in, trying to bribe a Ukrainian oligarch with a get-out-of-jail-free card if he just provides dirt on Trump, two weeks after Mueller's appointed. And in the end, as biased as this team was, they still failed. They failed because the president and his team did nothing wrong. If you want to feel bad for Mueller, feel bad for the right reasons. He was used by partisans like Weissman and Ray and the team that Weissman hired. He was used, you know, everybody knew he was not up to the task. Democrats knew that he wasn't up for this, but they still put him front and center because they just hoped they could get it. He couldn't remember a Reagan that Reagan appointed him. Imagine if it was uh, one of the witnesses not remembering that fact. They would have charged them with lying to Congress or the FBI. All right, as we uh, begin to ramp up this, uh, this hour, Greg uh, Jarrett, David Schoen, and Manny Alejandro, a New York attorney, former NYC uh, New York City public advocate candidate. All right, 30 seconds. How's this going to work out, Greg Jarrett?
2: Not well for Robert Mueller. Uh, for example, he was asked, when you met with Trump May 16, the day before you took the job as special counsel, uh, didn't uh, Trump uh, explain his reasons for firing Cummings? And his answer is, I don't recall, which is impossible. He was asked again by Andy Biggs the same question, and there he said no. Imagine so, any
0: of the people he helped put in jail ever gave these types of answers. They'd be, well, the he'd be brought up on charges.
2: The important part is he was a witness in his
0: own case,
2: because they did talk about the firing of Cummings. He should have disqualified himself.
8: I have no sympathy for Robert Mueller. David. Unfortunately, you saw it. Thought- the hoax it is to have endowed this report and investigation with the mantle of Robert Mueller. Look, I always thought he had issues, but then they played it off as Marine Corps, you know, veteran, etc., above the fray. He had no part in it virtually. He was completely out of it. Unfortunately, it's very sad. He never should have testified today under the special counsel regulations. Um, he seemed also unaware of those. He's tone deaf on this appearance of bias. And uh, what we saw in the report is a compendium of Andrew Weissman's Dirty Tricks, um, and it's an opportunity for him to just opine and then look to Hillary and say, look, at least I got you some bones here. I wrote what I wanted in the report
0: all right thank you for being with us appreciate it uh when we come back we'll get bill o'reilly's take on this and i promise final half hour we're going to give every caller 30 seconds what did you think what did you think what did you think and uh you get the last word today
4: the the firm that produced the steel reporting uh the name of the firm that produced that was fusion gps is that correct well i am not familiar uh, uh, with uh with that i well, uh, let, you, let me just help. You, uh, it it was. Could... It's not. It's not a trick question. It was Fusion GPS. Now, Fusion GPS produced the opposition research document, widely known as the Steele dossier. And the owner of Fusion GPA was uh, someone named Glenn Simpson. Are, are you familiar with? Uh, this is outside my purview. Okay. Um, Glenn Simpson was never mentioned in the
5: 448-page. Muller report, was he? Well, it's, as I say, it's outside my purview and it's being handled in the department by others. Okay. Well, he, he was not. Uh, 448 pages.
4: The, the owner of Fusion GPS uh, that did the steel dossier that started all this, uh, he, he's not mentioned in there. Let me move on. Uh, at the same time, uh, Fusion GPS was working to collect opposition research on Donald Trump uh, from foreign sources on behalf of the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee, it also was representing a Russian-based company, Prevazon, which had been sanctioned by the U.S. government. Uh, Are you aware of that? It's outside my purview. The reason, again, that you did not indict Donald Trump is because of OLC opinion stating that you cannot indict a sitting
5: president, correct? Uh, That is correct. I want to add one correction to my testimony this morning. I want to go back to one thing that was said this morning by Mr. Liu, who said, and I quote, you didn't charge the president because of the OLC opinion. That is not the correct way to say it. As we say in the report, and as I said at the opening, we did not reach a determination as to whether the president committed a crime.
0: All right, there you have it. Um, We have Ted Liu questioning Robert Mueller. He gives one answer. Then we have, well, the beginning of the afternoon session, Uh, Excuse me. I want to flip flop and flail yet again. This is the fifth time now, the fifth time that Robert Mueller has changed his view on the question of whether or not DOJ policy or or constitutional considerations were any factor into his decision uh, on whether he could indict a sitting president. He said, it's not. Then he said, it is. Then he said, it's not again. Then he said, it is. And then he said, it's not. And his final answer was, it's not. Um, Obviously, you know, with his handlers behind him, I I almost felt like his doctors and nurses were there to pick him up at any moment. It was so bad. Um, But he's now flipped and flopped and flailed on what is a crucial issue six separate times. He refused to answer 120 questions from the Judiciary Committee. He didn't even know his own report, which was obvious, that explains the nine and a half minute disaster and why he didn't want to testify to begin with. Even to have Chuck Todd calling it a disaster and people like Joy Reid over at Conspiracy TV MSDNC hoping that Mueller's feeble performance will make America feel sorry for him. Um, Well, if you feel sorry for him, feel sorry that he was used by Democrats because they knew his condition. And they, le- and they forced him to do it anyway. If you want to feel sorry for anybody, feel sorry that he was used by Weissman and 15 other Democrats that Weissman apparently hired. So once again, he could be about his prosecutorial misconduct. I think the entire, you know, disaster would open up a whole variety of new questions. He didn't know Glenn Simpson, didn't know Reagan appointed him. He did, did barely knew about the dossier and, and how they convinced him to ignore what was real Russia collusion is unconscionable. And they put a sitting president through it. And at the end of the day, the arguments about obstruction, well, the president had the power to fire Mueller himself. He didn't need McGahn to do it, but he still didn't do it. He could have legally, according to constitutional scholar after constitutional scholar. But this man was not in any condition to run anything like this which means that the people below him did that's why the appointment of such people matters all right bill o'reilly weighs in billoreilly.com for all things o'reilly how are you my friend
10: i'm exhausted
0: (laughs) what (laughs) you wait a minute i'm not taking that as an answer you know why because you're not working today you did your little radio show and now you're just sitting around with your feet up looking at you know boats go by i really don't want to hear it my little radio show, Hannity. <laughs> little is that? Well, little in terms. Of, no, it's actually you've had a great launch. Uh, Bill O'Reilly basically <laughs> now does a 15-minute. It's sort of like Paul Harvey news and comment. It's actually yeah. very good.
10: And there's two headlines. You yeah.
0: um, know, Hannity was right. Go ahead, next one.
10: Yeah, I. I but I think that uh, Mueller contradicted that. He said Hannity was right, and then he came back and said, <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> All right, so he contradicted it. Um, the first headline is that the folks cannot possibly follow this so the american people um, and this is why Mueller was called in front of the two house committees to try to get the american people riled up and and demand that donald trump the corrupt president be expelled that's the reason for this. And the American people could not possibly follow this. Um, the second headline, and this is maybe you can explain this to me. If you're going to investigate Russian intrusion into the 2016 election, if that is your mandate, and that's why the special prosecutor was hired, doesn't that encompass Russian intrusion into the Hillary Clinton campaign as well?
0: Bill, it is as obvious as as the many hairs on both of our heads that are turning gray. Okay.
10: So if that's true, then you have Robert Mueller, who did look very shaky, extremely shaky out there today. He basically is telling the American people, I just looked at one part of the Russian thing, just how the trump campaign dealt with russia even though i knew and my investigators knew that the clinton campaign had a relationship with the russian people because they got the dirt from the dossier even though we knew that we did not investigate it we left it to others does that make any sense to anybody so that he kills, Mueller does, his own credibility. His own report goes up in flames to any logical, fair-minded person. They go, wait a minute. This was your mandate for two years, $25 million, whatever it was, to look at how the Russians tried to subvert the U.S. election. And then a big part of that, you don't even bother to investigate? It does that is that any sense to anyone? No. That's the headline.
0: That All right. Does this headline. officially now? Do we, are we now out of the Mueller era? Are we yeah. now where? Remember, remember the exchange that took place with Lindsey Graham and Bob Barr, the Attorney General, and I. And I want to play it to remind everybody of this because this is important. Because this is what. And by the way, you know, uh, Barr warned everybody that this is going to turn into a circus and a spectacle, and he was right. But Barr telegraphed, well, he didn't telegraph, he stated affirmatively what was finished and what he's looking into. And this is how the exchange went with Graham.
3: Do you share my concerns about the FISA warrant process? Yes. Do you share my concerns about the counterintelligence investigation, how it was opened and why it was opened? Yes. Do you share my concerns that the professional, lack of professionalism in the Clinton email investigation is something we should all look at? Yes. Do you expect to change your mind about the bottom line conclusions of the Mueller report? No. Do you know Bob Mueller? Yes. Do you trust him? Yes. How long have you known him? 30 years, roughly. Do you think he had the time he needed? Yes. Do you think he had the money he needed? Yes. Do you think he had the resources he needed? Yes. Do you think he did a thorough job? Yes, and I I think he feels he did a thorough job and and had uh, adequate uh, evidence to make the calls. Do you think the president's campaign in 2016 was thoroughly looked at in terms of whether or not they colluded with the Russians? Yes. And the answer is no, according to Bob Mueller. That's right. He couldn't decide about obstruction. You did. Is that correct? That's right. You feel good about your decision? Absolutely.
0: And then so did the eight deputy AG, that would be Rod Rosenstein, and the Office of Legal Counsel. Um, so that, it, to me, basically says Mueller's finished, but now we're looking into these issues. And, you know, Horowitz has been delayed for very significant reasons, Bill, as you know. One is that Christopher Steele gave Durham 16 hours as part of the investigation. That delayed the release of the, the, the IG report. Then other people that weren't willing to talk, uh, got scared and they started talking, and other people that had talked wanted to revise and extend their remarks to Horowitz, knowing that the FISA applications that this was a premeditated fraud on the court and there are likely to be indictments in my view. Your thoughts?
10: Okay. The first question is, is Mueller done? And the answer is yes, because of his demeanor. He was not in control of his own investigation. It was clear. And Attorney General Barr made a mistake under questioning by Senator Graham. He said that he believed the Mueller report was thorough. It was not. And that was proven today, as we just discussed. You can't just look at Russian intrusion to one campaign and not the other when the other campaign, the Clinton campaign, actually was paying Russians to say bad things about Trump. You can't. It's absurd. So... Uh, Mueller is done on the on the stage. He's finished. What happens now is the uh, pinheads in Congress take six weeks vacation. Six weeks.
0: Bill, when have, you, have you ever gotten six weeks vacation consecutively in the last fifty years? Because I haven't. Only when I'm fired, which is, you know, fairly frequently. <laughs> By the way, you, you didn't even take a day vacation because you were right up on BillO'Reilly.com. Five seconds later, That's I'm right. here. That's you can right. find me. Um, um, I, I take my vacation because I want to be
10: clear-headed. But six weeks vacation—that um, means that when they come back in September, it's re-election time, campaign time, no Mueller, and no more. Americans have had enough of it so the good news is that this is the end. It's the end. Schiff and Nadler and all these guys, they can run around, and they can say whatever they want. The American people are going, nah, we don't think so. And that is the base. You can't do anything without that support. Even the liberals, even the liberals are going, all right, we don't like Trump. We think he's corrupt, but enough with this. We got to open up another front somewhere else because our people um, are in trouble. The Democratic Party, they're going to have to put themselves back together again. Um, So anyway, I think that those of us who look at this in a fair way were um, happy that the report was exposed for not really being thorough and not really being fair. I did feel sorry for Mueller. I think he's a patriot. I think he was.
0: I think it was used by I think it was used by both. The people like Weissman and the people Weissman yeah, hired?
10: maybe. I don't know Weissman. And I think it was
0: used by Congress today. You know what, Bill? There's no way they didn't know what to expect today. They knew it.
10: No, but Mueller himself doesn't physically look like he's up to the job, and he's not mentally quick enough. Would you repeat the question? I, he's not speaking into the mic. I mean, it, it just—he he looked befuddled, word of the day befuddled. And after almost two and a half years of living this thing every day, you can't come across the American public as befuddled. You can't.
0: BillOReilly.com is where you can find all things O'Reilly, including his new well news and commentary show uh, that is on, what, 200 stations now, very quickly syndicated around the country um, and his new book on Trump coming out in the fall. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour, Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, can we make the announcement? I mean, is it okay to check it out? I've been wondering when the appropriate time the, let's is. Let's make
1: the announcement. Jason, play the breaking news sounder.
0: All right, breaking news now. Breaking news now. <laughs> Here's Sean Hannity. All right, we have a new addition to the Sean Hannity Show uh, family, if you will. And for those of you that remember, for the, how many years did Lauren work on our program until she abandoned so, us? Seven and a half years. All right, now seven and a half years, and she works with, with one of Linda's LLCs she got at LegalZoom.com. All right, so now uh, what people may not know is Lauren married Linda's brother, Don. I know it, it starts getting complicated here, but uh, as I predicted, how long have they been married now?
1: Uh, they will be married a year.
0: <laughs> when are they going to be married a year? September 7th. Okay. So uh, what is that? Well, 10, not 11 months into the marriage, they have their baby. Or 10 months into the yeah, marriage. Yeah. Which makes it, you know. By the way, they the, had
1: that honeymoon baby. They meant
0: it. Apparently, I mean, uh, a little baby girl, six pounds. Six, how many ounces? Six
1: point fifty six pounds, point fifty five ounces. She's and a what's little her, tiny what's, peanut.
0: And what's her name?
1: They haven't told me.
0: Oh come on!
1: I swear to God, they're call, We're calling her Baby McLaughlin.
0: Disaster! <laughs> <laughs> I was like this little You tiny better be peanut. careful because it's gonna. I you know I can't wait to see your son's reaction to it because he's three. Oh, I'm so
1: excited! But the funny thing is, so Liam's birthday is Sunday. Yeah. Now oh, I birthday, forgot about that. Yeah, her his birthday Sunday. He'll be four, and her birthday's yesterday.
0: How old is he going to be? He'll four. be four. Four. four? He's going to be four.
1: And then Blair's birthday is next week. He'll be five. Okay,
0: but, but all right, Blair. <laughs> Blair is an old man. I mean, oh, wow. sweet baby James. I promise you, Uncle James. Uh, the, seriously, I want you to answer this question. And, and, and don't take any time to think and, and speak clearly into the microphone. How old are you?
5: 60-something.
0: <laughs> he doesn't know. And he doesn't care either. Well, you know, you to, you just they don't mean anything. Oh. Anyway. Uh, all right, let's get to our busy telephones. Uh, let's say hi to Nathan. I think we
1: should finish that introduction with congratulations to oh, Lauren yeah, yeah. and Don. Oh, congratulations.
0: Yeah, I need a, a picture we can put on the website, number one. And number two... Um, I know Lauren's family. I'm I'm just guessing here. I'm I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing between your mother, you, and her family that there's like nothing left to buy the kid that the kid would ever use. Right? There
1: wasn't even anything left for the baby shower.
0: Forget about it. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. And by, by the way, and I like to buy those. Ba- you go online, people have those registries, right? And I'm like, well, this item is 1592, and this one is 1488, and it- so usually Kristen, who, is, uh, who we all know and love, I say, Kristen, and she goes, well, what would you like me to pick? And you know what the answer is, because when I heard the news in your case, what did I do?
1: You bought everything on the registry. Except, I bought it out. Except for one thing.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, what was never, it? What was uh, it, Sean? I'm, I'm, I am I don't remember. What was it? Oh, you it? don't remember. <laughs> oh, I remember. I'm just not buying that. It seems too so, weird
1: for me. for our audience who does not remember because my son is now going to be four, uh, when Sean bought the registry out, which was very kind of you, thank you, and I got all of my presents in one day in my New York City apartment. It's not
0: you. that expensive. I mean, um, let's be honest. The, you it's, know, it's
1: expensive. It was very nice. It's not the point. The point is is that you didn't buy me the breast pump. The most important thing that I yeah, need great. to I, that, You child. know
0: why? Because it'll be a lawsuit.
1: But you know who yeah, I bought, can see that. But you know who did buy me the breast pump? Do you remember no, I don't who really,
0: bought it? I don't want to know who bought oh, it. I do. oh, no, it. I don't even want to talk about it. no, you do. Am I, I don't. making you uncomfortable? Yes, I don't want to talk about it. Mother's should
1: not make you uncomfortable. Let me tell oh, you who God. bought me that.
0: Stop. TMI. Sean
1: Hannity's hair bought me the breast oh, pump. Oh, that's right. The, the guy on Twitter. So there's a guy on Twitter whose handle is, is Sean Hannity's hair, and he bought me the breast pump. And know, can I tell you what the card said? Good luck with your baby. Love Sean Hannity's hair. <laughs> I was like, oh, God.
0: Oh, my God. Is he still around? Yeah, man. He's still out there. Oh, wait. I'm. I am glad I'm off Twitter. And, and by the way, everybody in my life is you're, glad you're I'm actually off actually
1: not off Twitter. It's just that you're not in Twitter. Doing no, it I send.
0: Email. I only send tweets through you, Kristen. That's it. You are the only two. people. Blair. You are the only three people that have access to that account. Do all, which means listen. you're
1: on Twitter, but you have to be handled.
0: That's all. No, no, no. I read Twitter. There's a uh-huh. lot of good news on Twitter, uh-huh. but I refuse to have the active account where I can get into my own Twitter account at 2 a.m. Then say something stupid or have another incident like the many times. Apparently, my Twitter account's been compromised like everything else has been compromised in my life, but by hackers. Um just say. I think we should go back to how baby many talk. pages? It was much more how many fun. how many pages of text came out the other day? <laughs> I'm like, oh good grief! It was Friday at five o'clock. Fifty seven pages. Oh, over eleven 1, hundred texts, and I'm like, I have no idea what I said in 2017. Probably something dumb. I don't know. And then it took seven lawyers. You were involved. Um And Are you, you mean me or you? You, you were involved. You, and then, okay. but the funny thing is, is so I. I have our lead attorney on this, and he's looking. He, he pulled six people off their jobs and made everybody start looking at it. And so he calls me after like 30 minutes. He goes, Ah, everybody read it twice. Uh, it's fine. It sounds like you uh, were doing your show. And I said, Well, wait, I'm only on page 40. How did you people read it twice? I can't get through it once yet. And then I, you know, I'm like, All right, my lawyers are saying, and then I stopped reading it. The hell with it. That's what lawyers are for.
1: Yeah, but I think the funny, to me, the funniest part of that entire release on a Friday, on that Friday dump, was that all these liberals are reading, they're like, oh my God, Sean Hannity actually believes this stuff. He says the same thing in his private life. Yeah,
0: you know that. I, I'm. Well, do they think that I'm faking this? Well, I, mean, I just
1: think you know the way that you write it with all your exclamation points and your capital letters and the emphasis. They can actually hear you, and it's just like, oh my god! What's worse, the fact that he talks like this, or the fact that he believes it and actually texts like this with people he knows? And I, I just
0: look. I've just me. been burned too many times. You know, even being nice to some people that are nice on Twitter. You know, I tend to be inclined myself to like. I like conservatives. I've always liked people that that share like, um, Bible versus faith on Twitter. I mean, and on, on social media, because they're, they're always looking to like lift other people up. So I'm kind of drawn to people that always want to help other people. They just, something about them that, that inspires me. And then the people that I fight with, which is what I was more known for on Twitter. And I'm just like, I don't have time anymore. And I mean, I'll pick a fight once in a while. Who was the last person I picked a fight with? No, Jimmy Acosta. Remember, he was harassing you and everybody else and his book people to get on the shows. I said, I'm not putting you on the show. Do you know Levin sold over half a million books in like three, four weeks, and Jimmy Acosta couldn't sell 15,000? That's how bad that book was. And so he's begging to come on radio and TV. I'm like, I'm not promoting you. I'm not promoting your garbage book, your self-promoting book. Um, your fake news. Then he goes, uh, you, you, won't even meet me in the schoolyard. I said, I will meet you in the schoolyard. I'm free the week of the fourth. How come we never heard back from him? Any guesses? Well, oh, I mean, good. I think a big
1: part of that was the fact that you weren't willing to publicize it or do it for the media. You said no cameras, no nothing, just no media. cameras.
0: No. You tell me, you know, well, a mutually agreeable schoolyard, no cameras, no other people, and I will meet you there. You said you want to meet me in a schoolyard. Okay, I'll meet you, but I'm not going to meet you to promote you. Can it
1: be like a parking lot? It's weird.
0: I don't care because he thinks he's acting like a tough guy. And then where were we? He claims that I I didn't say something right to his face that I say on TV all the time. I'm like, we're, I think, what was it, Helsinki or something, Great yeah. Britain? All right. And we were shuttled on this bus as part of the media team with that. Um, I didn't know he's on the bus. I, I I'm going to be very blunt. If I ran into him, I wouldn't even recognize the guy. Have I seen him on TV? Yeah. I, you know, I, I remember when I asked the question, I think it was in Vietnam in front of the whole media, the president called on me and I, in front of everybody and I was going to take the shot and say, well, i like to say hi to all my fake news colleagues, but I didn't, I would, because then everybody gets pissed and it, um, you know, even Fox people think that I'm talking about them. I'm like, I'm not talking about you. Don't be don't be paranoid. Um, and I would, but I just, so I said, forget it. I just asked an innocuous question. I mean, I, I don't think I'd recognize the guy. And what does he expect me to do? It's a it's a bus full of people. What does he think? I'm going to go up to him in the back of the bus and say, hey, Jim Acosta, you're fake news. You got that? I mean, is that what he wanted me to well, do? Well, First, you'd
1: have to recognize him.
0: Well, why wouldn't he if he wanted to talk to me, nothing prevented him from saying, hey, Hannity, it's a costume. You want to say that to my face? And I'd say, what? What would you like me to say to your face? What you said about me on TV? I said, well, I don't remember what I said. If you remind me, I'll be glad to say it to you as if I remember every word that comes flying out of my mouth. I just know he's fake news. I know that this is a self aggrandizing agenda driven media mob hack. It's that simple. All right, Nathan, Virginia. Nathan, hi. How are you? Welcome to The Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, listen, uh, I just want to let you know that um, you
8: absolutely crack me up almost every day to the point where half the time I feel like I should pull over to the side of the road and just have about a two-minute laugh. Um, and what well, is, is I'm glad uh,
0: I met. Listen, I if the biggest compliment you want to ever give a radio host is, I got to my destination, I'm in my car, and I stayed in my car because I didn't want to miss what was coming up next. <laughs> That's what I want to do. All right, so what makes, what makes the show funny for you? Well, for me, it's when I hear you on the radio and you're
8: talking about food stamps and poverty and Michael Steele and the dossier and Hillary Clinton paid yeah. for it. And, yeah. and William Barr and Mueller. And it just drives me nuts. And, by the way, I don't sleep well at night. But thanks to my pillow, I sleep better than ever. That <laughs> right there, John, cracks me up. I laugh so hard every time I hear that.
0: Listen, I'm I telling you, so it hard. works. I mean it. And and uh, listen, everybody that knows me knows that I'm often up at 3, 4, 5 a.m. And I, I don't sleep well, but I sleep better than ever. And it's well, neither. I'm gonna... what? I, I, better, I know I'm what you like. It. It's neither hard. drug nor alcohol-induced sleep. How's that? It's true. Excellent. Excellent. All right, thank Excellent. you Nathan. You're the best. Thank you for listening. We do we can't do this without this wonderful audience. Tommy Chicago. What's up Tommy? The answer. How are you? Glad you called, sir.
7: Oh, hi Sean, you great American. Thank you. Uh thank I, I you. just had a good comment on uh, the I think after looking at the terrible performance of Mueller yesterday, I, we were talking about this in the, in the South Side the other week, that Mueller was handed that group of people, that whole list of investigators was handed to him by the Clinton-Obama uh, White House. It seemed like the, you you gave him the Weissman and all his uh, Hillary attack dogs go after Trump. And I can't see why a straight shooter, a guy who's supposed to have been even-handed and fair and professional, flipped when he's close to, you know, 70 years old, go be totally a Democrat attack dog. I think this is all from the Clinton uh, and Obama people in the White House forced forced uh, Mueller on uh, Sessions, and that was it. I, I you know, Mueller on this.
0: I, I'm going to tell you that, yeah, the fact that he didn't know Jeannie Ray worked for Clinton the fact that we only found out recently that it was Weissman that hired everybody. And two weeks after Mueller's appointed, he's trying to uh, give a Ukrainian oligarch a get-out-of-jail-free card for dirt on Trump. I mean, when you if you reverse it, it's 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 the very thing they seem to be so outraged about that they're all guilty of. I mean, the great thing about the boomerang is, yeah, there was Russian collusion, but it wasn't the people that were being accused. It was the people making the accusation. The only Russian dirt that we know of came from Hillary. Russian paid for disinformation. It seems like the Russians knew it with the dossier of Steele and knew what Steele was going to do with it. And they they gave it to Steele and they knew that they were impacting the election that way. Nobody has ever brought up that point. And I'm thinking, man, why didn't I think of that that way? Because that's exactly what happened. And Mueller not knowing Fusion GPS and not knowing that Reagan hired him, and cl- clearly, you know, when uh, how many times did he say, uh, "If it's in the report, yeah, I, uh, I I I stand by the report. If it's in the report, I'm like it's your report." But it really wasn't his report, was it? It was Weissman's report. And
7: you know, I, that, Sean, Sean, one it, more thing. What I, I left yesterday at at the daily sound bites that flip around all the Democrats. And the, the one the other day I was on your show was that no, uh, nobody is above the law. But that's not true. Uh, Hillary Clinton is. They should put an asterisk on that.
0: Listen, I'm going to tell you something. This is going to be the biggest, most important tipping point election in American history. I don't forget we have Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, on the Fox News Channel. Uh, President Trump exclusively responding to all that happened yesterday. Uh, Obviously, with the Mueller disaster and the fallout thereafter, we'll get to that. And I forgot that, oh, we've got to give money back to people, take money from the rich, give it back to the people, those who earned it. huh? Anyway, so President Trump, Dan Bongino, Jeff Lord, Joe Concha, Geraldo, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight at 9 back here tomorrow.